Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. Today we're joined by Shelley, who's from Florida in the US. Thank you for joining us today, Shelley. Thank you for having me. Now, I understand that you have multiple sclerosis and you take LDN. Could you tell us what led to you looking into taking LDN? Oh, okay. Well, um, I've had multiple sclerosis now for 31 years. And after 22 years, I became secondary progressive which is just means it's advancing. So I did a lot of research and was, found out about diet, et cetera. And I found a great Facebook page that really changed my life. And I noticed people were talking about LDN and I didn't really understand. And I didn't really know why they needed it. And it didn't seem to be a concern for me until about six months ago, I started having really horrible pain that was, um, brought on by three bulging discs in my C-spine and the pain was radiating out to my hands and was also causing a very horrible muscle knot in my rhombus area. I saw a chiropractor, I saw a pain doctor, I saw a GP and nobody could seem to help me. Um, I did Lyrica, a cycle of Lyrica for 10 days and it made me feel really insane and almost suicidal. So I told the, the pain doctor I needed to come off of that. We tried a pediatric dose and it was still kind of yucky. So the third time I saw my pain doctor, I said, hey, I've heard about this LDN. Can we do LDN? And he, he had to leave the office for a few minutes and go look or leave the exam room and go look on a computer in his office because I don't think he knew a lot about it. When he came back in, he said, I don't know if it'll work. It'll take at least three months. I'll give you a prescription, but I don't know how you're going to manage things in the meantime. I mean, he was honest. And six weeks after I began taking the LDN, every bit of my pain went away and I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was so debilitated before that. My family was frustrated for me. I would spend hours just sitting in a corner with the heating pad on the parts that hurt. And now it's all gone. And all I can do is like, I want to stand on the top of the tallest building and scream it out for the world. If you hurt, take LDN. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. Could you tell us a bit more about your MS? I mean, what led to your diagnosis originally all those years yes, ago? I can tell you. When I was 27, um, I noticed that I was driving down the street that I drove down every day. And I noticed it almost looked like a mirage in the distance. And it wasn't that hot of a day. Now in Florida, you, you commonly see the street, you know, looking like a mirage. But this was weird. It was not something I was used to seeing. And the next day, the mirage was much closer. And I was getting really concerned about my eyes, but I couldn't understand what was wrong. So I went and saw an eye doctor. And he told me I had optic neuritis and I should go to the hospital and see a neurologist now. So I did. 
And that became an admission. I was in the hospital for five days. Well, now this is, I don't remember getting an MRI. I don't even know if they were around yet then, but I do remember a spinal tap. I do remember a, a C scan or a CAT scan. And um, they did, they tested me for five days, all kinds of stuff, blood work, et cetera. So then he said multiple sclerosis, which, so think back to those times, we didn't have the intranet. All we had was encyclopedias and whatever the doctor told you. And he didn't tell me much. And there weren't experimental drugs yet. So I went on steroids for the, for the optic neuritis. That took a while to go away. And then it did. And I kind of just lived my life like I was normal. I didn't share my diagnosis with many people, maybe only three or four or five in my family. Um, and I lived pretty normal. I had a few flares, but nothing awful. And then after 22 years, I was a, I was in a, a world-class equestrian. I rode horses everywhere and competed. And I was starting to having a problem with drop foot when I would go running. And that was bothering me. And I went to New York City for my 50th birthday. Um, and I realized I couldn't really keep up with my friends very well. And so when I came back from NYC, I went and saw my neurologist and that's when we did another MRI and that's when he changed his diagnosis to secondary progressive. And it was a few years after that, that I realized that diet could make a big difference. And I've never done the experimental drugs. I don't want to do them um, because I've seen too many people now in retrospect who have horrible side effects and they don't. So I just don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. What else can I tell you about MS that you might be curious about? Uh, I'm curious about the diet that you went on. Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't need to lose weight, but, but the diet is not for that. It's, it, I have no gluten. I don't eat any gluten. I did an elimination diet for two years. Is this okay to talk about? Yes. Okay. So I did an elimination diet for two years and it sounds really arduous, but it was actually excellent. Um, I stopped all gluten, dairy, and sugar because those are known to be kind of problematic for some MS people. And then I slowly added things back a little at a time. So let's say uh, no dairy, no gluten, no sugar. So it's really, really boring. But maybe I, after a month, I added up half of a gluten bun and I had horrible reactions. So I knew, okay, I can't do that. And I just continued eating the rainbow, if you will. But every time I'd try something new, let's say an apple, I would take notes. I'd say at two o'clock, I ate an apple. If I had a, a weird something happen, I would note, write it down. And that's what I did for two and a half years. Now my diet is no gluten, no dairy, no sugar, no soy. I don't eat any legumes unless I... Um, pressure cook them because the pressure cooking takes the lectins out of them. And I also don't eat, a part of my elimination, I found that I cannot eat kiwi or banana or pineapple. It sounds crazy, wow. but it works for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I feel about... better today than I felt before I became progressive. I just don't have the balance that I would love to have, but I'm walking, talking, functional I don't feel crazy maybe I am but 
Well, I think you're doing remarkably well. My hair that's is crazy, but that's all. <laughs> well, thank you very much for sharing your story with us today. Well, thank you for letting me share it. I mean, I, I thought we were just going to talk about LDN because I could talk about that stuff all day long. I really, I'm so excited to tell everyone. And it's funny because I will tell some people, like I have a friend with Hashimoto's and I'm like, I'm hearing great things about LDN and Hashimoto's. I can't get her to, to try it, even though she's in pain and she's suffering. I know it's sad. <clears throat> yeah. But sometimes you just have to respect other people's decisions. Of course. And they have to do what they feel is right for them, even though you'd like to say, please, please just yeah you'll feel so much better I mean my husband's even considering it right now because he has a horrible sciatic problem and he's had two um epidurals but it's still hurting him and I'm like maybe you should think about it but he doesn't have MS and I know you guys can't give advice but I but saw on, on on the page that some people are helped with sciatic pain yes, exactly I mean You'll be surprised at all the different pain conditions that LDN is used for. It's amazing. I was very skeptical. Um, I mean, rheumatoid arthritis, there is an autoimmune component. Yes. And then I was interviewing people who were taking got osteoarthritis, which doesn't have an autoimmune component. Hmm. And it's where, you know, the the joints have, have worn out and the they're actually rubbing together and that yeah. is what's causing the pain okay. so I couldn't see why LDM would work but the mm -hmm. number of people that have shared their stories for osteoarthritis um it, it working really really well and neuropathic pain and amputees are using LDM really phantom limb pain that's amazing yeah that so, is amazing and um, diabetic neuropathy as well, mm. that people are using it for. So it's amazing, really amazing. Can I, can I, can I add one thing? I'm sorry. Mm. Yes, of course. What I, didn't, what I didn't take LDN for, but it has helped. I had, a, I had arthritic knees and hands, and I don't have the pain. My hands haven't recovered, but I don't have the pain at all from those things as well. So it's just a big, it's just, I don't want to say, I don't want to say it. <laughs> it's, but it's like a wonder drug, but I didn't expect it to be. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Going back to your MS, we, yes. we didn't say that. I mean, did you have any other symptoms at all, apart from your balance and you're stopping horse riding, for oh, example? Oh, okay bowel or bladder yes. problems yes yeah. uh, so yes type things so my diet i'm gonna blame it all on my diet my diet has taken away my drop foot the ms hug bladder frequency bowel incontinence vertigo migraines and there's and there's some other things but it hasn't improved my balance but all those other things, like the drop foot was happening a lot before I went to New York. And yeah, all those things are gone. Once I started eating clean, mm -hmm. it was really exciting. 
And some people almost resent me for it. They, one person said, well, you're just bragging. I'm like, I'm not bragging. I worked really hard. You can do this too. I'm trying to give people hope. I'm excited to give people hope. And what do you do when you eat out? Because that is rather problematic, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I try, well, I did do a, a, a food sensitivity test. Like even though my, all I did all my elimination, I did a test also and it showed that chicken was not good for me, which I didn't realize. So I don't eat any chicken at all now. Even when we go out, I'll either eat um, we just had lunch and I had steak tips. I'm sure they weren't grass fed, but beef is much kinder to me than any other meat. So I don't mind it. Um, so I had steak tips, sweet potato fries and some salad. Mm -hmm. And I don't, we don't eat out often, but today we were celebrating Mother's Day a day late. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. Yeah, my oh. daughter was... My daughter's pregnant with her first baby. So it was a double Mother's Day. Oh, when yeah. did she do? The end of September. So we're excited. That will go quickly. All right, I do take a lot of supplements. I'm always quick to say that I take a boatload. So I take vitamin D3. I take 5,000 IUs a day, but I also combine it with vitamins A and K to make it more absorbent or absorbable, I should say. I take B12. I've since had to cut my B12 down to every other day because my level got to 2000. And my doctor said she was very happy that it was that high, but she wanted me to just take it easy. So now I take it every other day. I take boron. I take collagen, which has my, my skin looking fantastic. Calcium, B100, vitamin E, vitamin C, um, zinc, copper, omega-3, magnesium malate. I take 400 milligrams of that every day. Magnesium glycinate. I just take a small amount of that because I was told that was a good one. Um, Manuka honey, which they say is God's antibiotic. Potassium, quercetin, taurine, PQQ, lion's mane, CoQ10, turmeric, amazing grass, and folate. So that's a lot. Mm -hmm. And what, you take those every day? Every day. Well, except for the one that I told you I take every other day, the B12. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I also take copper every other day because it's a metal, but it's a necessary, um, it's a necessary thing to have. So I need some copper in my diet. I just don't want to overdo it. Okay. So I take a lot of supplements and I've found that each of them, when I add a new, there's been a couple that I've added that have been bad for me. So I had to take them out. For instance, black seed oil is supposed to be very good. And I would encourage anyone who can take it to take it, but black seed oil for me gives me really bad spasticity. So I don't take it anymore. And also alpha lipoic acid is very healthy for MS people, but the ALA that I've tried has given me an upset stomach. So if I can find it in another form that doesn't upset my tummy, I'll do that. So I, I've, I've had a really big difference with my supplements and I've lost a lot of weight on, this, on that way of eating, not on purpose, 
but it's really hard to sustain my weight with no dairy. I guess I think I was getting most of my calories from that. My old favorite meal was a triple decker peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a glass of chocolate milk. So you can imagine, like I was never fat, but I don't have an ounce of that on me right now. And unfortunately I'm at 84 pounds. So I talked to a doctor recently, and this is another encouragement that felt so good to me because I spent two years worrying about how am I going to live if I'm so skinny? I was panicking, thinking I was going to die of starvation. And I talked to a doctor, a friend of mine, who's a geriatric physician. And she said, Shelly, as long as you're taking your supplements and eating healthy, you will be fine. I have many patients who are tinier than you. And she said, people with autoimmune conditions often revert to a very young metabolism. So I think that's what's happening with me is that I'm just, every calorie that goes in is getting burned. I'm not really exercising much because that's hard when you're progressive. Um, if I exercise for 10 minutes on my stationary bike, I'm out for three hours. So I'll exercise a little and do things like that. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.